Hey, happy Thursday, and welcome back to Kate's Corner. I'm with my best puppy friend, Scout, today, and we're going through the day together. Join us and find out what's going on. So, it's time for one of my honesty moments again. Yesterday was not productive at all. When I say not productive, I mean... I did nothing. I got nothing done that I wanted to accomplish. I did nothing to help myself or anyone else. I just decided to um, veg out and be miserable because a lot of things in in the last few days have set me up to kind of be like questioning things and my brain's been working hard to process things and um I just woke up with absolutely no energy and I decided to feed into that and it didn't really work out for me. Um, I, I wanted to theoretically take some time to chill. That was my, my theory, um, but it, it definitely backfired. See, when I take time to just do nothing, especially at a time that's not the best time, it fails miserably for me because it makes me even more tired, even more blah feeling sad or it completely um builds on the emotions that I've already been feeling in that day or in that time whatever they are so let me be clear self-care is really really important especially for well for everyone but those in like helping professions and different things but everyone working or dealing with kids everyone college students everyone self-care is really important but self-care is the act of filling your cup so that it can be emptied again. It is restorative. It's supposed to be restorative, relaxing, a time of focus on, um, you know, filling up yourself, of, you know, restoring some of the things that have been lost, whatever that is for you. Self-care is not and never will be laziness at the expense of other things that really need to be done. It's not laziness, and that's um, something that is helpful for me to remember and maybe helpful for you as well. Give yourself grace, of course. Be kind to yourself, but don't be soft of like, oh, it's okay, you know, you can watch TV all day today and then just push everything you need to do until tomorrow so you're rushing and, and crazy. No, that's not, because then we're just in this process of, oh, things are piling up and and it's getting worse. So what am I saying? I'm saying that yesterday was pretty useless, but guess what? We get to start over today. Today's Thursday and God has given us a new day. He gives us the ability to start over. Look, we can't have yesterday back, but we have a whole new day, which is why I got up early this morning and did the things I need to do, have breakfast, made my bed, I'm getting ready for Bible reading and doing schoolwork. Uh, but first, I have Scout with me, and, and I want to spend a little time with him and his furry happiness. So I'm going to do that, and then I'm going to get to some of the things on my to-do list. Let go. Drop. Drop. Good boy. Go get it. 
So Scout is about eight months old. He is crazy. He likes to bite and scratch and kick, play with his toys. He's wonderful though. He was a big blessing for us at um, a time when we really needed a blessing. We lost our dog last July. It was my stepmom's favorite animal ever, probably. Um, and they were really close. And then we had also had a, um, a good number of, not a good number, um, a lot of deaths in the family. And we were just kind of in a tough spot. And uh, we found Scout in like October. Yeah, um, and he was just a great blessing. And we were just so happy to have him. Aren't you a blessing, Bubba? Come here. You want to say hi to the people? Here, let's just show him how you can fetch. He loves his toys. They're all gross, and <laughs> he likes to bite. Let's see. Listen, his toy doesn't have a squeaker anymore. <laughs> it's all the squeak is all out of it. Anyway, but he is just terrific and um, just almost like a little therapy dog. I love just petting him. And when I'm upset, I'll just he'll just come over and sit with me. Even though he's rambunctious, he has his sweet moments, don't you? Don't you, don't you, don't you? Yes! Yes! Oh, I got you! <laughs> okay, anyway. So, we're really happy to have Scout. I hope that you have a favorite pet in the house. I don't know what I would do during the quarantine if I didn't have him to play with. Oh, yeah, no scratch, no scratch, Bubba. Good boy. Getting all the way across the other side of the room for that one. Well, there's Scout. You wanna say goodbye? You wanna say goodbye? <laughs> to chew on his toy I'm on my way to another part of the house to get my Bible if you were with me a couple of days ago you'll remember me saying that my Bible takes up an entire shelf well so I'm not going to get the entire Bible I'm going to get a part of it I've been trying to read through certain books of the Old Testament no you can't come in buddy you know um, I started in I started with um, Genesis, Exodus, all that um, way earlier, and then I got to Ruth, um, and then I did 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, the story of Samuel, the story of David. Um, now I'm in 1 Kings, which is further than I ever thought I would get. I'm not very good at keeping up with habits or keeping up with good things. So um, I've missed a couple of days, but I'm trying to keep up with some of it and I like to sit on our big fluffy chair in the morning and read my Bible. Scout tries to help me read, of course, because it's in Braille. He likes to try to jump up on the on the chair and read with me. <laughs> but um he's a joy to have around. So I try to read a few chapters a day. My plan is to just read through the Old Testament read through the New Testament and then in my 
time with God, my reading time every day, just, um, you know, go where he leads after that. That way I'll have a basis or a background for all the things that I read, you know. Um, so I'm on chapter 13 and I'm going to keep reading. into my Bible reading only two chapters because I got two phone calls, two text messages, and an email about the chapel that's online for our school. And dad came home from his trip, which I'm very grateful for. Let's see what happens next. point in my day usually comes the schoolwork. I like to work on it in the afternoon. But first, as I get settled in, some things I've been thinking about. There are a lot of people to pray for, especially in this time. My favorite place to do my schoolwork is here at my desk. And I, I am so OCD and possibly perfectionist that I like it organized in just a certain way all the time so don't mind me uh anyway as I was saying a lot of people to pray for um I've been thinking about our healthcare workers the people who risk their lives to help us every day but also the people who who need us who need help people in prison what it must be like physical prison walls aren't the only walls that God talks about when he Um, in a lot of worship songs when it says breaking prison walls. Some people who are even physically in prison have mental and emotional walls and struggles and conflicts that they deal with. Drug addiction or family background problems or I don't even know what else there could be but there's a lot of things and so I've really been thinking about praying for prison walls to be broken down for hearts to be open and softened and um, for people's lives to be changed during this time. It might be completely different and scary for us, but, but God can use this time to make a transformation for a lot of people. So that's what I'm praying for. Well, it's time for me to transition into some work, but I'll come back later to talk to you about some things that I'm doing and some more things I'd like to share for our inspired time to be inspired. So I'll be back. Hang in there. Well, I finished with some of my schoolwork. Now it's time to make lunch. Looks like it's starting to rain. I'm making one of those pizza crusts that you spread all the stuff on. So I preheated the oven and I got all my ingredients. I've got sauce, cheese, and pepperoni. I'm almost done spreading my sauce. I don't like to put a ton of sauce on there because it just drips everywhere while I'm eating it and oozes. And I like a little sauce, lots of cheese, and some pepperoni. But I am going to get another little scoop to put on the edges. I'm trying not to make a mess because 
Dad doesn't like messes. Neither do I, to be honest. So, just something fun to do. And I'm starving. It's already one o'clock. So I haven't had any lunch. And I had breakfast way earlier. So, the oven is still preheating, so I have time left. one of those crusts. Um, it's bigger than the ones I usually see, but it looks like it'll be a good pizza. So, this cheese is a little clumpy. Here we go. The other cheese we had was Mexican cheese, but I wasn't sure how I felt about putting Mexican cheese on my pizza. So I'm going to keep putting on some cheese, make it even, spread it out as the rain falls harder. Ugh. We had a bad storm come through a night or two ago. That was the night I couldn't sleep very well because it was raining so hard. Just need a little bit more cheese in the front closest to me and then we're gonna be good so the segment that I told you about a few days ago that was gonna be foodie Friday I have decided to call it something else so I can do it not on Fridays because today is Thursday and Easter Sunday will be a Sunday and I want to show you what I'm cooking that day too so I've got all my cheese on Spreading it out and adding a tiny bit more in the corners. Circles don't have corners. What am I saying? On the edge. Oh, I need to go back to regular school. My brain is apparently rotting. I was talking to someone on the phone earlier and I couldn't think of anything that I was trying to say. So I think all of our minds are turning to mush. Now comes my favorite part. That's the wind blowing. That's not my favorite part. Favorite part is adding pepperoni. Pepperoni is my favorite piece of food. So I'm gonna add a bunch. Pizza is one of my favorite foods. I like to eat it all the time. Um, not very healthy. Very into carbs, which is also not very healthy, but 
cheese's dairy and pepperoni's protein and pizza's carbs. That's what we're going with today, friends. So maybe you can have some pizza too. Domino's has $7.99 up to three topping pizzas. Thin crust, I love the thin crust. Pan crust. I always ask them to put extra garlic on mine. I love it. But homemade pizzas are good things too. When I was a kid, my mom always made them with us. She used to give us our own little crust, tell us we could decorate it however we wanted, and we would put it all together. It would make a fun, crazy mess, and we would love it. So, I've got every inch of this pizza covered with, pe <laughs> with pepperoni, so I think my mission is complete. Keep this going. a cutter here. Beautiful little product. Well, I'm gonna let it cool and enjoy my little pizza and see what else I need to do today. 
hit this after lunch slump. It's not always lunch. Sometimes it's just after meals in the afternoon. Sometimes it happens in the morning, which is why I don't do things right away. Like, I don't start work, my schoolwork, right away in the morning. I usually do other things in my routine and do that later. Mm. I just lose energy. I don't have any energy to spare, so... I don't know where it all goes. Um, I've definitely noticed... I forgot to take... Um, I forgot to take my, my vitamins yesterday medicine and that definitely makes a big difference for me and I just realized I forgot today too see because when I get lazy and I get out of a routine uh, the whole world crashes down for me so um, it also doesn't help that it's dark and rainy and blah outside um, I have everything charging up because last time it was really windy and awful like this, we lost electricity. So I don't want to be in the dark again without a way to do schoolwork or be not be bored. Um, so just trying to do that. But it's definitely interesting how we've had to adapt to this new normal of trying to stay energized even though we're not going to our usual workplaces or school places or going anywhere usually it helps to kind of get out of the house every day and and work on things um but but we're not doing that anymore so it's really hard and I saw something on Facebook when I took the opportunity probably a bad opportunity to look earlier I saw that it said um Maryland schools should prepare for the possibility of doing fall and winter online schooling because if the coronavirus comes back or isn't gone by the time that happens and they're saying even if it's gone even if we get it to go away it will come back and we're looking into vaccines and things i'm like this is worse than the flu the average flu um but imagine if we didn't have a vaccine for the flu how it would be maybe we'd be staying inside and covering our faces I don't know but um it's just very interesting how fearful everyone is how cautious everyone is how um stuck to their news people are I am a communication major but I hate the news and I don't watch it for two reasons one because it it allows fear to enter my mind. And two, because I don't know if media professionals are telling the truth. They're not a reliable source of information for me all the time. Um, I'm very careful about the news that I get from Facebook. I want to make sure if it doesn't come from Fox News or NBC News or one of the reliable Baltimore Sun, New York Times, I'm not believing it. If it's just one of those Daily Wire or... I don't know. I've seen a lot of funny fake news things pop up and that's pretty rude that people are thinking of doing that to people who are already in hysteria and panic. The news media has started this hysteria and panic and made people panic and made people do completely crazy things they would not ordinarily do. So where do I fit into all this? Um, I want to do freelance writing. I'm also in the counseling program. So um, there are things I want to do that don't that don't include telling people lies. Let me be clear, not all news media is a lie. Um, a lot of my professors are, are news media people, you know, professionals. A lot of people just in general, they work hard to give trustworthy, truthful news. So I'm not trying to bash anyone. But the 
the relationship, the tug of war between politics and media is sickening, and the people who are involved in that are not contributing to the health and trustworthiness of the news. So rant over. I've been trying to do homework, but I've had this energy slump. Um, one of my assignments has a bunch of questions that I can barely understand, so I'm glazed over sitting here at the computer trying to figure this out, and I decided I was going insane. So I put on some worship music, and I took a break to podcast a little bit, and I'm going to try to go back to it. If you hear somebody bashing their head on the keyboard, that would be me. So don't mind me, I'll just, I'll be back in a while. Every week for my New Testament one class, we had to read and answer questions in a quiz. This hasn't changed now that we're doing distance learning online. But instead of reading from the textbook, now we're reading from the Bible, which I love even more. We've been reading in Mark. Our professor really likes Mark as he's taking us through the New Testament. It's been really fascinating. So today he told us to read from chapter chapter 8, starting in verse 27, up until chapter 9, verse 1. So it's about computer blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Peter's confession of Christ. And it says, Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way he asked him, asked them, Who do people say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others, one of the prophets. But what about you? He asked, Who do you say I am? Peter answered, You are the Christ. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Uh, And then it goes on. But we're starting to see reflections of what will happen in the Easter story. Because the next thing says Jesus predicts his death. He then began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law and that he must be killed, and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. You do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then he called the crowd to him, along with his disciples, and said, If anyone would come to me, He must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words, In this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in the Father's glory with the holy angels. And he said to them, I tell you the truth, 
Some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God come with power. It's very interesting to think about the fact that everyone will have to choose who Jesus is. We can either say that he is insane, that he didn't really know what he was doing, or that he's just a man, a good teacher, or that he's really king of kings and the son of God. And that's my choice, and that's what in that moment Peter chose. But he still had doubt. He rebuked him for saying the things that he said about his own death. But we have to choose who Jesus is and choose what we're going to do with him. We can either believe him or, or not believe him. We can either answer his call or reject it, and there are eternal consequences for that. And it's a good thing to think about. It's kind of a humbling thing to think about as we come to Easter and we come to the situation in the world right now of what are people doing with Jesus and what kind of effect is it having on our world? We ordered delivery food today. We got it from Mario's Pizza just now. I got a cheesesteak and my parents got turkey subs. Um, I don't really like lunch meat that much, but they say that they're really good there. The other thing we really love from there that we get every time we order, which isn't very often, um, are the fried dough balls. They have like their fried dough in, you know, spherical shapes with powdered sugar sprinkled over them and they're so good we try not to um to order out very much but we really appreciated the contactless delivery uh they're not letting customers sign for their food or anything to keep contact minimal if not nothing from the uh, between the delivery driver and the customer. Tomorrow, I'll start telling you about my Easter plans, and they are very detailed, and I will also tell you about some pretty major setbacks I've had to work through to make them happen. So, in the meantime, I wonder what everyone else is having for dinner. We've gotten pretty tired of regular food and my dad just got back from his trip so we ordered delivery in preparation for our big Easter feast which I will tell you all about tomorrow. Something going on around here. Small things usually. Nothing very significant. I wanted to be able to finish up all my work today so that I could have Good Friday to do other things, not schoolwork, have a restful Easter weekend. So I am sending in the last of my work now. Um, and as I do, I'm thinking of some things. I got an email from my church that I go to, Calvary Church by my school, and they're having an online Good Friday service and Easter service. The journey where my mom goes is having um, a Good Friday communion and an Easter service, so I plan to enjoy all of those. And planning to 
have a really good Easter full of all kinds of things. I'm trying to find the file that I need. Um, but it's definitely... I changed it, of course. I mean, I passed it. Um, <laughs> it's definitely a change from the things that we used to do and how, how things used to be. But um, it's about 7.15 and I finished my homework, or my, it's not really homework, it's actual classwork, <sighs> and I'm a little tired, because I've been sitting around, found it, I didn't skip it this time, I've been sitting around, um, kind of just sitting and doing work and trying to do other things, and so, um, definitely got, definitely looking forward to tomorrow, where I can do some different things not do work and then of course there's self-care Saturday I'm gonna bake a cake for my Easter dinner and I'm gonna do some other fun self-care things that are not laziness this time they will be actual productive self-care activities so I'm very excited about that and there goes my file all submitted and I'm very happy about that um, so yeah, that's about it for my work today, which I'm very happy about that. That's the end of the work for the week. I was a little overwhelmed this week when I saw the amount of work I had to do. I'm on the cusp, on the brink of having all A's this semester, which I've never had before. I've come close, but I never have had all A's ever not even really in elementary school because I wasn't a bright kid. Uh, I'm still not very bright. I just have more diligence to work through some kinks that I had. I was never diagnosed with a learning disability, but I definitely learn differently than most. Uh, so I am a little funny when it comes to that kind of stuff. But yeah, now I'm going to get ready for some inspiration and <sighs> do some other things to wind down my day and be very happy that my schoolwork is over. I think in a couple minutes I might take a trip outside because I haven't seen much fresh air today. So maybe I'll see you then. Welcome to Inspired Time to be Inspired. Today, we once again find our inspiration from the Word of God. I mentioned earlier that I listened to the chapel from Lancaster Bible College, the school that I go to, and I found two verses in the course of listening to that chapel that I wanted to share with you to compare those two verses with you. The first is Psalm 13. During the COVID-19 outbreak, we have all found solace, inspiration, and answers in the book of Psalms. How long, O Lord, will you forget me? That's how David starts this psalm. So we know that this is a psalm of anguish or darkness during a tough time. How long, O Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? 
How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and every day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, O Lord, my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep in death. My enemy will say, I have overcome him, and my foes will rejoice when I fall. In verse 5, David changes his tune and remembers to rely on God. Verse 5 says, But I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord, for he has been good to me. So in David's pain, he is praying to God and asking him for help. Not really questioning God, but asking God questions, which is okay to do either way. And praising God for the qualities that he has, for the ways that he works, for the things that he does. So this is a very hard time in David's life where he's broken or hurt. And and God is responding to David in, in his own way, most likely in his own heart. But before God even responds, David responds to his own pain with the fact that, hey, I'm going to choose to praise God. I'm going to choose to be thankful. I'm going to lay out my hurts, and then I'm going to cover them, sprinkle upon them, shower upon them praises, which reminds us that we should be thankful in our hardships. Then I'm going to take you to Isaiah chapter 55, which was another scripture that was spoken in the chapel. Um, They did verses 8 to 10, but I'm going to take you from 8 to 13 because I just like the whole outline of this. So this is God's response to any trouble, to maybe something like David's going through in Psalm 13, the things that we're going to do with the coronavirus outbreak, Um, anything that we, um, anything that the Israelites were going through, anything that we're going through. Verse 8 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts, then your thoughts. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven, and do not return to me without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And then God says in verse 12 what you will do, or his children, the people that he's talking to in this situation. And even though it might be hard for us to understand, it still gives us a good picture of of a celebration, of a victory. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and hills will burst into song before you. And all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the pine tree. And instead of briars, the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown. For an everlasting sign which 
will not be destroyed. So renown for the Lord's, for, to, to show the Lord's greatness, to show the Lord's power. Uh, this the sign of celebration will be to show how great the Lord is. The things that we go through and our response to them, our response to them and, and God's working in them, show his renown, show his power, show his will. So if we question and we, we don't do something positive with our questions, if we disobey in the midst of our questions, if we get angry in the midst of our questions, if we disconnect in the midst of our questions, we are not showing God's renown. We're not showing God's power. We're not letting the miracle come for his will, for his sake, in his name. Um, we are just, if you've ever been in the grocery store when a toddler is having a, tra- a tantrum because he can't have his favorite candy, that's what we're doing in that moment. Unwillingly, maybe. Without knowing, maybe. But we always have a choice of how we act. And uh, I'm learning that very much lately as I'm trying to stick to a routine and trying to get things done and trying to shower all the things around me with praise and with joy and with a positive outlook. And I'm trying to have strength in the Lord and strength in my family and strength in understanding the things that I can control and relinquishing the things that I can't control. That's something that someone like a like me, a type A perfectionist, has to work on because I have the desire to be perfectionist without the ability to actually be perfect. And that's that complex of hey, we're not really perfect. We'd like to trick ourselves into thinking that we are, but we're really not. So sometimes we can be inspired by just letting go and giving every piece of it to God and only taking the piece that's right in front of us. And once that's out of the way, we go the next piece. And once that's out of the way, we go the next piece. But uh uh-oh, we're doing it piece by piece, but all of a sudden we take a look at the big thing and we get overwhelmed again. And God has to say, no, 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 I've given you just this piece that you can handle. And I have the rest until it's time. So we're seeing on the news about fall and winter, long-term effects of the virus, and um, the end result. And I'm saying, okay, you can go there. You can think that way, but I am not. I am concentrating on today, Maundy Thursday, and then Good Friday, and then Saturday, and then Easter Sunday, and then the next week, and the next week, and the next week, until I get to the end, slowly, at my pace, at this pace, day by day, because I can't control what happens in July, or August, or October, or next February, but I can control my attitude about what happens now, and what happens tomorrow, and the next day, and the joy and the peace that I have and the control that I give to the Lord and the attitude that I have toward the Lord and toward the people around me and toward the things I need to do, those are the things that I can control. I can control how I react to not having any control. (sighs) So just sigh a big sigh of relief and say, I don't have to know all the answers and I don't have to be in control. And that leaves me in a place of peace 
and a place of feeling inspired and a place of knowing that I can face tomorrow knowing the truth that I've learned today. for hanging out with me today and coming along on my little journey at home. I know there's been a lot that I've done today that you've had to come along with me and do if you've listened, but I thank you for sticking with, sticking it out with me. Um, it's been a long day. I'm seriously tired. It's after 10, so I guess I have good reason to be tired, but I am definitely ready to call it a night. So thanks for joining me and come back tomorrow where I will a little bit more about Easter and um, sort of transitioning out of the school week and into a restful weekend, being thankful for the hope of our Savior and what he did on the cross. So I look forward to seeing you then. Bye!